Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we're looking at how to recognise when God is speaking to us. Often we don't realise it is God. First, let's share briefly how we've heard God this week. Jane. I hear God a lot overnight during my dreams. Overnight, I actually really sensed God prompting me about giving some extra pay to one of our workers. So we suggested to a worker that when he did a certain task for us in which he had other skills, we would pay him an extra amount. And I just sensed, oh, that's right, we'd forgotten to do that. Now, the worker hadn't said anything, but we needed to honour our word. And it came to me a couple of times overnight. So I went, all right, first thing in the morning, need to do that. Need to talk to Gary, but I need to do that. Gary. When I was travelling home the other night, I was prompted to stop at a hardware store. I had no... Thing that I necessarily needed from that store, but I just was prompted to stop there. I found a pair of boots there, and they were cheaper than what I would normally pay for that exact pair of boots. But not only were they cheaper, they were 25% off that price that they had listed there. So in reality, I was paying half the price that I would normally spend on those pair of boots. I bought them, but that was just as a result of a little tapping of the shoulder I was highlighted that particular store that I should drop past there, and it was brilliant. Isn't that great? Don't you love those promptings? Now, before I forget, the show notes. They're on our website, garyandjane.co, but they're also on any podcast listening app, and they just outline what we talk about. So today, in talking about How do we recognise when God is speaking to me? And this has come about because of some readers' questions to us. They've said, wow, I've been... You mean listeners, this is a podcast, it's not a blog. Some listeners have contacted me and said, wow, Jane, I've been a Christian virtually all my life and I've never actually recognised before how God is speaking to me. And since listening to your podcast, I've actually recognized oh that's been God all along and so today we thought we'd flesh that out a bit more so the first principle is learning what God's voice sounds like in episode three we actually covered this topic so go back if you haven't listened to it have a great listen and just remember that God's voice always speaks life always speaks hope it is part of God's character, it reflects his character, it's who he is. He's always loving and honouring. He never convicts or condemns or brings shame. He never makes you feel unworthy. It always sounds like the fruit of the Spirit. So Galatians 5, 22 to 23, I think, talks about, you know, the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, all that sort of stuff, peace. When you feel that peace from God, you know that that that's in line, in tune with him. He always affirms us in our identity, relationships, 
purpose. And God's voice always agrees with scripture. Now, I should say scripture and God's character. So God's character fleshed out through scripture because you might go, well, I have a license then to go and murder someone because, you know, Sisera, the commander of the Canaanite army, was fleeing, came across the plains. JL saw this man coming, opened her tent flaps, welcomed him in, made him feel comfortable, laying down on, you know, the bed and got him a warm milk drink and he was exhausted, fell asleep. She grabbed the tent peg and hammer <laughs> and smashed it through his forehead and killed him. Well, we're not saying to do that. I might have to keep my eyes open with sleeping <laughs> beside Jane. <laughs> so some things we can do, some practical things we can do in relation to this is find a mentor. I love it when people say to me, hey, Jane, if I take you out buy you a coffee, can I just run a couple of things past you about how I feel God's speaking and whether that makes sense to you, your thoughts on it, get some feedback. I've done that to people. Find a mentor, find a coach. You may even pay someone to regularly catch up over a series of months to get some feedback in relation to this. Another thing you can do is journal out your prayers and God's response. So journal out your thoughts, your prayers, and then intentionally spend time waiting on God and write down what you feel he's saying in response. Another great aspect is the trigger point. Now, I hate, tend to hate the use of the word trigger because it has negative connotations, but I used it in a positive way the other day. For few days I had a little alarm, a ding on my phone that went every 60 minutes during the day and when that ding went I would stop what I was doing and I would intentionally just spend 30 to 60 seconds just turning my heart, my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings towards God. Just delighting in him, his presence, thanking him. I wasn't asking him for anything but just turning myself to him and delighting in him. You're a real action person, but that was a great way to sort of pivot just for a moment, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And I'm someone who doesn't generally journal. I reflect and spend a lot of time reflecting with God, but I don't generally tend to journal. Perhaps over a period of time you may be looking at an issue, asking God, And you'll write those things down. I know that you do write things down at times, but it's not as if it's a daily thing that you do. So the first principle was learn what God's voice sounds like. Gary, second principle. So the second principle is ask God to reveal himself to you. God speaks through the Bible, nature, music, other people, science. I mean, we can be driving along and God will highlight a particular sign to us. Even like what I said about going to that hardware store, that was highlighted as I was driving along. The other thing I want to say in relation to the way in which God can reveal himself or asking God to reveal himself to us is that first thought principle. So when we ask God, it's the first thought that comes into our mind, as long as we're in a good place with God, 
That can be God actually speaking to us, can be revealing himself to us. And in episode one, we looked at the whole thing of God wants to be intimate with us. He wants to really be close to us. He wants us to be close to him. His desire is to communicate with us. And in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 3, it says... 33. Sorry, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it says, Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So Jeremiah, he was in a prison. He was in the, the pits of despair, but he was really open to God. He was God's voice. And God gave him such a sense of hope beyond the situation that he was in, that the Israelites were in. So really, God has so much that he wants to share with us. Often we are not listening to him or we're just not aware. We're just not tuning in to what he is saying. I think that's really important, Gary. Often we're actually not aware or not tuning in. There's so much competing for our time, our focus, our energy. I know even really wraps me off when I get in the car after Gary's been in it and the radio is full blare and I'm like, I try and stop myself from being judgmental. But sometimes I say, Gary, instead of listening to 3AW and the footy and crime podcasts and this and that, why don't you spend some of that time in the car just intentionally hearing from God? Remove the distractions. And that's probably because I value the time alone in the car. And I use that to really intentionally hear from God. There's so much else I could do. I'm tempted to put on worship music or the radio or listen to something. And I'm like, no, I'm actually going to spend this time intentionally hearing from God. I think also sometimes we can be afraid of what we might hear God say. We can be a little bit scared or worried that he might ask us to do something that we don't want to do. I can remember as a little girl thinking, oh, I don't want to ask God about my future because he might send me to Africa as a missionary. It's very interesting years later we end up in Africa for a short time and we were asking God do you want us to be missionaries over here and we really sensed no God said come back to Australia but show God that you're serious practice reminds me of when the kids were little and we'd walk up the street and we'd stop outside saying number 12 and say God what is it that you would want to say to the people that live here at number 12 now we would never tell those people but we would use it purely as a practice of hearing God's heart for those people in there. Another way is through our dreams. Now, you can do some certain things, and it's something we'll probably address down the track, to hear from God overnight in your dreams. There are things that can reduce your ability to hear from God overnight, things like alcohol, sleeping tablets to numb the senses all that sort of thing. But if you show God you're serious and you say to God as you're settling down for the night, God, I'd love to hear you overnight. Can you show yourself to me through my dreams or in some way? God will. Who wouldn't? And even 
have something beside your bed to record it because there's often times I'll dream overnight and think, oh, yeah, in the morning I'll write that down. Morning comes, most times I've forgotten. So show God you're serious. In episode one, we actually talked about Habakkuk 2 verse 1 where he says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Habakkuk was eagerly expectant. He was waiting to hear God. He made the first move. Now, I encourage people to find a thin place. And a thin place is where there's as few barriers as possible between you and hearing God. And there's some things we can do to create that thin place. Those places where we've spent a lot of time praying and worshipping and praising God, it's like the atmosphere there is spiritually dense. It's like God's presence can almost be felt. So could be in the car. So when I'm in the car, I like to think, wow, there's a lot of spiritual heritage in this car. There's been a lot of spiritual activity in there. There's been a lot of worship and praise and praying. And so it's a thin place. could be your favourite chair that every morning you have your quiet time in. It's like God's presence is there waiting for you. For me, the shower of a morning. Now, I'm not like our son who has huge long showers. Well, you did grow up in a farm chain and, what, 30-second shower, was it? (laughs) With the lack of water. And five siblings and (laughs) two parents. But the shower for me, I will hear God quickly. It's like on the beach as well. So for me, movement or water really helps me hear from God. It might be nature for you. It might be quietness. It might be out in the garden. Just explore that with God. I like that um, story that I heard once of John Wesley's mother, 15, 16 children, and she would actually sit in the corner and put her apron over her head. That was her thin place to just really pull back from the kids. And they knew that, hey, mum was with God when she had the apron over her head. Mm, That's powerful. So, Jane, just going back over those principles briefly, the first principle, Learn what God's voice sounds like. The second principle, ask God to reveal himself to you. Now, what was the third principle we're looking at today, Jane? The third principle is, is it a coincidence or is it a God incident? So I actually don't believe in coincidences. I actually believe they're God incidences. A number of years ago, Gary and I were doing premarital counselling with this couple of doctors and Gary at the beginning of the session just brought up that he'd had numbness in a couple of his fingers and he was losing feeling in them for the last few weeks and I'm sitting there going why have you never told me this these doctors get out their little phone app and google stuff and search and go ah we think it's this disc in your neck you need to see a GP as soon as possible following morning Gary rang to book into our GP, no appointment. She was going away the next day, early afternoon. There were no appointments for about three weeks. Gary decided, hmm, I'm going to actually call in there at the end of work and just see if she can fit me in, something I would not advise. And 
the GP's a friend, but we try, I try not to abuse that. I don't either. <laughs> Gary dropped in at the end of the day. She squeezed him in and said, oh, this is actually really serious. You need an MRI. She said, but, you know, could be at least a week to get it. Tried this place. So Gary left with the MRI slip, rang the place. No, it was going to be a week to 10 days. And he rang me and I said, oh, look, try this other place. It sometimes works there. Gary rang and they said, oh, we've just had this cancellation. Do you want to come in tonight? If you can get down here in the next 10 minutes, we'll do it. Gary's like, yep. Got the MRI and the results managed to be back to the GP by lunchtime the next day before she went on holidays. And she called up Gary and said, hey, if you can call in, I've written out a referral letter to this neurosurgeon. His bedside manner is absolutely shocking. It's terrible. But he's a brilliant neurosurgeon and you definitely need surgery to fix this C5, C6 disc. We rang the next day the or that afternoon the neurosurgeon. The sectionist said, oh, no, booked out for three months. We'll put you on the waiting list and then back to you. Next few days, she rang back, I think it was the Friday afternoon, and said, oh, we've got an appointment Monday morning that's opened up. Can you get here? We said, yep. Meanwhile, went to healing rooms, had prayer. I really believe God was going to heal Gary supernaturally. Had all these people praying and nothing seemed to be working prayer-wise. So went in to see the neurosurgeon. His bedside manner was absolutely shocking. Ended up telling us about his mother who lived overseas and were able to minister to him and he said oh look you don't have private health insurance it's going to actually probably be about a six month wait and we're like yep whatever it takes whatever it takes later that week we got a call from the receptionist that said oh this friday we have an opening at private hospital where he's operating no cost to you can you come? And we're like, wow. And I can remember ringing my dad and telling him all this and saying, oh, but I don't know what we should do. I really felt God was going to heal him supernaturally. And my dad was like, Jane, you don't believe in coincidences. You believe they're God incidences. You have just told me a number of God incidences or coincidences these last few weeks. All these one after another after another. Don't you think it's God telling you something that he's got this? So Gary had the surgery. So the surgery is actually, they cut my neck, they sucked out a disc and then put a plastic disc in its place and then sewed me up again. And I had to be on my back for three months. No other issues. And the exciting thing was Gary had no pain afterwards. It was like a supernatural healing. After a five-hour general anaesthetic, the nurses gave him two Panadol that night because you can't really have anaesthetic and have no pain relief afterwards. You really need to give someone pain relief. And the next day Gary came home that night about 1am in the morning. He was restless, couldn't get to sleep. And I'm like, here, take these two Panadol see if it helps totally fine so it was like a supernatural healing but it was through the doctors 
through medical intervention and not through just prayer. So notice those coincidences, those God incidences in your life and ask God what it's about. God loves questions. And thank God and give him the credit for every good thing. So God is all wisdom and truth. God is wisdom. God is truth. So when you're hearing truth and wisdom from other people, God may be using them to speak to you. And as I said, that links in with the coincidences. Notice the unusual or repeated incidences. So at the beginning of the session, I was talking about overnight when I really sensed that thing to do with the pay for our worker. That came to me a few times. So I grabbed hold of that. It was a repeated, it was a reminder. Grabbed hold of it, did something about it. Those times when you feel a prompting or something doesn't make sense. Now, not like King Herod who, you know, with Jesus had the jealousy or in 1 Samuel 18 and 19 where Saul was overcome with an evil spirit. But when something doesn't make sense or when it's out of the range of your normal thinking. And I like to go, well, if I wouldn't normally think that, who is thinking that for me? And if it's a good thing, hey, that's obviously the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit's bringing it to my attention. What have you got to lose? Faith equals risk. We need the courage to step out. Gary, is there anything you want to share at this stage? I think it's really important to remember at these times when we're hearing stuff, when perhaps it's a little bit out of left field or whatever, when we're sharing it with others, always remember to say, I feel, I think, I sense, these sort of things, rather than God said to me. I think that's really important to remember. And there's an episode we covered that in. I think it was about episode seven, I'm not sure, but we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So the prophetic activation for today, turn your heart and thoughts to Father God and ask him to remind you of a time when you were younger, perhaps even as a child, and God was talking to you or communicating with you, but you didn't recognise it was him. So Father God, can you bring to mind a time that I didn't recognise you were talking to me, but you were? What was that about? What do you want to show me about that time? And just flesh that out with God, asking questions. So our three principles today. Firstly, learn what God's voice sounds like. Second, ask God to reveal himself to you. And third, look for those God incidences. Now, Gary, do you have any prophetic word that you feel you'd love to share for a listener? So in relation to that, I just had a real sense of the colour blue. Then I said to God, well, what is it about blue? So blue sky. And then I asked another question, blue sky thinking. I sense that there's people out there today that are really trying to work through. They're wanting answers to situations that they're facing and they're just really unsure. I sense God is wanting to lift the lid 
off your thinking. Lift the lid off your perspective. And all you need to do is ask God the question and he will give you the answer. But it perhaps hasn't been answers that you've seen in the past. Perhaps not the way in which you've seen things in the past. He's going to, I think, blow you away by giving you a whole lot of different strategies, a whole lot of different perspectives that are so far beyond your normal thinking. And then he'll really help you to clarify exactly the steps that he wants you to take. Enjoy. Wow. Mine was along the similar lines, actually. I really sense that you may have a desire or a dream that you have not yet seen come to fruition. And I really sense God saying, hey, just like Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Just rest in me. And also that Psalm, I think it's 37.4 comes to mind. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I actually sense, I actually saw this no entry sign of the path of what you're wanting. And instead, God was just going to pivot you, just adjust a few degrees, readjust your focus, and a path was going to open up. And I sensed, you know that picture, I don't know if you've ever seen it, of the little kid with the small teddy bear and the parent with the big teddy bear behind the back. And they wanted the little kid to give them the little one and they were going to give the big one back in return now that's a bit of a stupid picture in a way probably doesn't explain it but it's like I just have a sense God wants you to just hand that over those dreams those desires to him and the way that you are thinking about it going forward and God was just going to pivot your focus a little bit and open up a huge opportunity for you Gary do you want to close with prayer? Father, we just want to thank you for the time that you've given us today to hear from you. That, Father, we'll be able to recognize how you're speaking to us. That those first thoughts that come to mind, those things that you highlight, those words that we hear, that we'll be able to clearly hear from you, know that it's you, and be able to act on those things. Father, just thank you for who you are, that you are a God that loves us and so wants to be so intimate with us every day, every moment of the day. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend. And as you share it with them, just unpack how it's helped you in hearing from God. Also, if you could subscribe and rate and review our podcast on your favourite podcast listener. Thanks.